podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, my name is Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers, and uh, we're here for the next 30 minutes or so. If you like what we've done, well, you can join, join us every week here because we do all these weekly topics for you and for all the football fans, and we discuss everything. All you have to do is go to whistleblowers.net and uh, you can find your way to what we do and provide for you which also includes by the way stuff like BBC Telegraph and the Guardian Notes uh, it's, it's a very simple uh, operation one stop shop that is who we are that is what you do and now I introduce the guests who are providing you with the very gold that I just discussed outlaid the gold dust the sprinkling of diamonds that are about to happen in this in, in this next about 30 minutes or so and the first man I have to introduce who's not been around for a while because Billy the Bee has, has, has got bigger and better things to do than us, which is obviously keeping his football club going best you possibly <laughs> can, Bill. Funny old season. It's been a funny old season, it has indeed, and I actually have to thank you for rescuing me, because <laughs> exactly, yeah. Wednesdays we actually normally do you our... You normally do your own one. We only, that's right, we so, do our, so the, the besotted podcast, B-W-E-S-O-T-T-E-D podcast, we do every Wednesday, and it's really great, because we graduated, when I told you about this before, we, yeah. we used to do it on the internet, so we used to do it a little bit kind of, you know, sort of, kind of all at home, and we used to get a bottle of wine, or yeah. a couple of beers in, but we've actually managed to sort of go on tour now, so every week, we find a pub to do it in and we do the podcast in the middle of the pub and we kind of talk for about an hour beforehand so by the time the podcast starts we're all you're, quite, what, you're greased yeah we're, yeah we're quite happy so yeah. yeah we say what we think like you know what i'm saying but the nice thing is is that because you're not doing that tonight that you've got some of your pals from that podcast are at home and they're cuddling their families that's and right. I think that's the important thing, really, that's, that's right, in that's this right. story. Thank Christ for the international. We absolutely oh, loved it. We never used to do this before as Bradford fans. We never used to do that, but now we have the international weekend, and we love it. Which, indeed, I'm sure that Martin Gritton also is looking forward to because of the... You, how many hats do you wear on international weekend? I, n- I never enjoyed international weekend. <laughs> I, I always meant rearranged fixtures or just general fixtures for League One and Two. So, yeah, they, they, it's never glory They days. load it, don't they? Easter, yeah. it, I mean... Uh, it, it used to be three, didn't it, over the weekend? I mean, I'm probably not in, in, in contemporary times, but certainly mm. two heavy duty games if you're playing League One and Two football. That's for sure. Yeah, it wasn't ideal, but it was. Well, it was, it was good in terms of make a break time because if you get you know six points or nine points over that yeah. week, it changes the course of your season. But um, not if you're the wrong end of the table. It was quite terrifying yes. looking into those fixtures. So. Except, of course, we're, we're, the, the important thing is we, we also will dis- we'll go to the heady heights of international football during the course of the of this. Um, my I just want to yes. try and work out actually because I was chatting to mine. I'm not trying to work out how many teams I've actually seen you play for Ooh. against Brentford because there's got to be at least six. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like, so. Are you going to ask Martin if we remember? Because this this will be a test. Yes. I, Right, so Torquay definitely Stockport, uh, possibly No, not Stockport Chesterfield Yes, definitely Macclesfield, no mm. Mansfield, possibly No Lincoln, oh God Lincoln. Yes. When we go well to Central Bank We'll yeah. sing this song to you um, Grimsby, yes, I yes. think so Oh God, yeah 
Torquay, uh, not yes. Shelbourne, no. Yeah, we did Yo. actually Torquay, two each then at Argaff. Yeah, it was very, uh, it was it was lively. Yes, I'm sure it was, yeah. <laughs> Yeovil as well, yeah, and Plymouth. Were, perhaps Plymouth, definitely. And Plymouth, so yeah. there's at least... There'd have been a few. I've seen you... Been, I think have a West London, West Country derby, that's don't you? <laughs> six, I've seen you play against <laughs> six different teams against my team. That's quite mental. Yeah. And you'll have seen me play exactly the same role in all six matches. You knew what you were going to get. You knew what you were going to get. Yeah. On that note, that's why I want to start there. I'm interested, Martin, what you think about the, the Benteke situation at Liverpool because it's, it's come to something resembling a head now after Jurgen Klopp. It's Jurgen Klopp. I suppose this is one of the first elements we have to account for is the nature of the way he chooses to be a football manager. Uh, has basically taken that fella and and berated him in public on, on the touchline in, in, in the recent game. And Benteke's kind of responded said, when your coach ignores you, it's hard to understand. And he's he's got issues. Now, c- can you see the manager's perspective on this? Or is it... Obviously, clearly you'll understand it from the number nine's point of view. The, the communication should never come from the player. It should be a manager. That, I mean, it's, it's it's something that never happened uh, as I was coming through. We would never have a voice. You know, when you're asked yeah. as a player, you would respect your manager. You're out the door because the players have so much power because of this, the contract that he sat on. But the contract that he sat on is something that he's making a choice over money over football because yeah. they're you know you either toe the line and knuckle down. If he thinks he's playing well, then. I don't know who, th- what version of him he's watching because <laughs> he's not playing well. And Klopp makes everyone accountable for right or wrong. The way he does it, he's he's very vocal and very open about it and very public about that. But he makes himself accountable as well. I don't think he, I think he holds himself to the same standards. Right. This, 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 so that would be Klopp's defence, wouldn't it? But is I will I do this. I will berate myself on the touch, which would probably be an interesting thing to watch one day. <laughs> he's one. He decides to beat himself up on the touchline for not doing a very good job. But he's been taking underachiever still in in, in terms of what we're. Talking about without a doubt, yeah. I mean, you know, you, the, the fact that Firmino has come on and and been a better player than him in this half of the season, and Benteke, it's the the body language, the indifference, you know, that sometimes you see it in some players, but it shouldn't really come from him. I don't know, he shouldn't have an axe to grind, uh, and, and he should be really frustrated about not keeping Origi at the team, or you know, yeah. not taking his. He should want to play every single game that's going because you know, the more games he plays, the more goals he'll score. He's a he's a fantastic striker, and and there's, he will there's, come a, out there's of that. a great football. Re- yeah. It's almost like a Balotelli. Oh, they had one of them already. Yeah. Um, it's funny, though, isn't it, from the point of view of a fan, though, Bill, is that, is that perhaps... I think there's a lot of method to, to Jurgen Klopp's madness. Mm. I think a lot of the stuff that seems to be histrionics is probably well worked out, if not necessarily in advance, but he's a smart man and he knows exactly the point he's trying to make. Indeed. As fans, when we see that, do you think he's the, his fans are going like... Get up! That, finally, get older. Get him by the scruff, and then let's get let's get some out of this kid. Oh, I mean, I think so. <clears throat> I mean, I think <clears throat> for, for a start, you know, um, you look at players like. You get as a fan, you do get you do get really frustrated with players like that, and, and it's difficult for me because again, you go into Premier League now, and you're talking about somebody who got bought for thirty two point five million pounds. He's probably on I don't know 100, 120, 150 grand. I've got so. no idea yeah, whatever yeah. he's on. So at the end of the day, is that you've got a certain amount of sympathy, but no, you don't really have sympathy for them because at the end of the day, when you get to that situation, you behave in particular ways. You expect them to perform, but also the other thing I think about Klopp, and the thing is that Klopp came to Liverpool with this rock and roll kind. 
kind of sort of management type yeah. vibe that he brought to him. But also, you've got to think about this, and I think about the same thing with you know again our new manager. I don't want to bring it back to Brentford, but we've got a new manager who's come in who's having a few problems at the moment, but he hasn't necessarily bought all his own players in. He's kind to have had to inherit, you know. So he's had to he's had to inherit and adopt and adapt to a certain extent and you sort of think when you're getting paid enough money you have to deal with it and you sort of just turn around you sort of think you know in his head he must be thinking self right you know I want you I want you I don't want you I'm thinking about him for next season or whatever like that so he's kind of dealing with it in whichever way he can I'm glad you said that I've always thought that because you hear it all the time I was perhaps a little disingenuous because if you're a football manager surely part of the art of your management is going like here you go Mm. This is the, here's what you've got to work with. If 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 you're saying I can't possibly be a manager here because I haven't got the eighteen fellas that I expect to have, I think that's a I think that's a, a little bit of a cop out. It's funny, I've, uh, without naming too many names, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go on, name them. Come okay. on. Well, well, you you mouth them, I'll write them down, and then the I'll say it. example, when I was playing for the Chesterfield, uh, John Sheridan came in and managed came into the dressing room, and the first thing he says, I won't be judged on you, you're not my players. You, I'm, I'm not going to be judged on you, you're not my players. So whenever we did badly, well, they weren't... That's they weren't the kind of players. motivational but speech that you wanted to hear as a squad, but, wasn't but, it? But that was, that, was his, you know, that was his method. That was the way he managed, that's right. Fine. But the problem comes when you... Get your players in, and then you judge. All right, well, let's have a look at your next season. And if you don't win every game with your players, yes. at what point do they become not your players again? I always you know thought about because I always, I mean, perhaps unfairly, but I always thought of Rafa Benitez in those terms at Liverpool, in where he seemed to be there for a, a, I don't know four or five seasons, saying getting a bunch of footballers and that he's apparently would have had to have asked for and going no 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 not these ones no 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 I, yeah. I don't know why you thought I wanted these ones I want these other ones yeah. and then six months later no no yeah. no 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 but obviously not with that accent yeah. you know well, but there you go but it, it, I, I, that worries me but it's interesting because of course as you go down the as Mike says there it, they can't be quite so fussy surely except of course you still do see a lot of traffic don't you with football players and you kind of have to wonder why sometimes yeah I mean that's th- that's true and you wonder whether or not it's the player whether or not it's the manager whether or not it's the setup. I mean there's there's to me there's an enormous lot of very very good footballers even in the lower leagues right yeah. you sit down there and I mean I watch football week in and week out I think there's a brilliant you look at that player you think what a brilliant player he's not going to play for us much longer he's not going to play for Chesterfield or he's not going to play for Derby much longer he's going to go up the leagues he's going to be playing for Man United yeah. or Chelsea or Leicester yeah. even like you know and it doesn't quite happen. Yeah, but what happens if you go less today and that's the end of the... Oh, hold on, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perhaps not then. You know? but it doesn't, and it doesn't, quite, it doesn't quite happen. And you sort of think, what's the reasons why? Is it because that he's not good enough? His, his, his mind's not quite into it? He's not getting the right type of coaching? Because the, 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 the manager's fluffed it? There's so many yes. different elements that's involved. But the fact is, I think that when you go higher up the leagues, like you've got to Man United, something like that, or Chelsea or Liverpool, these places, the stakes are a lot higher. And there's the chance that they also t- they take a lot less chances I think what they do is that they'd rather spend 32.5,000 on a player like Benteke as opposed to spending money on somebody else and bringing them through because at the end of the day is that they think if I've spent 32.5 million then I'm he's, he's bound but, to but be a good a player that's a really interesting point because if we, if we you know we'll go but let's Benteke and Balotelli as examples of that mm. you're not buying the finished article no I mean, you've got two centre forwards there are a great example of this who are not 
who, who don't fire on all cylinders and I'm going to suggest probably for a completely different reason I don't think Ben yeah. Tacky's got the same mentality personality as Mario Balotelli and yet as Bill says that both of them are probably, they'll, they'll end up moving changing hands for about £100 million between them or, or actually more than that over, yeah. over their careers well I think Ben Tecchi's been hard done by he's, he's a proven goal scorer at, you know when he was at Villa I mean it yeah. was a fantastic record and the goals he scores make you sit up and go he's good yeah. he is yeah, good exactly and the things he does but then he'll do things that frustrate you you know just as much whereas Balotelli there was an element of it's always like is he really as good as he should be you know because yeah. it was all it was all sizzle no sausage with him do you but know that's what the I mean? point that money what, the, what those tens of millions don't guarantee you is the robots turning up and delivering yeah. you don't get that do you but isn't, isn't the question again and it's interesting because also doesn't it depend on what team you're playing for because you say interestingly Benteke great goal scorer for, for Villa so all of a sudden is that that environment might be great for him he goes to somewhere like Liverpool maybe it doesn't quite work for him but maybe if he had gone to say Leicester right all of a sudden is that may have worked better for him and he would have been in a potentially do, championship team you do team. hear a lot of you know big fish small pond conversations don't you about the, football players the, sometimes the big fish small pond thing is basically I can't get dropped and it's because that's what <laughs> yeah, it is because yeah, yeah, no. you'll come through I, I, I had a conversation with a manager when I was playing it was like when I signed it was Leroy he was my manager and he was phenomenal oh, yeah absolute legend oh, no. legend no 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 no. well anyway let's, <laughs> so, anyway as a, as a manager as a manager he was fantastic he basically said to me he's like going I, if you're not having a good game as a striker I'll drag you after 70 minutes but we've got no one to put on so you get an extra 20 minutes you won't get <laughs> and you, it, you so, got 70 and that's 20. not quite uh, it's not quite the confidence boost you're after but he, <laughs> he's basically saying to you he's going in, in that space of time games open up yeah. chances come to you the, the goals at sub-score in the Premier League at Liverpool they've got someone sat on the bench that will come on or you're that guy coming on for the last Impact 20 minutes player yeah, is, so League 2 it's term, like well yeah. playing 90 minutes gives you that chance to score that tapping you might have had a horrendous game yeah. but you score a tapping a scuff shot a, a set piece in the 94th minute you're a hero it doesn't matter because yeah, you've yeah. gotten three points next game you take that confidence in it builds a Premier League yeah no chance after 60 minutes Wilfred Boney perfect example Wilfred yes. Boney look at what's the point what is the point in going to Man City and playing like the way he's playing it's a, it's, it's a disservice to him it's a disservice well, to the Well it's a very good example I watched Bowley play at, at West Ham and, and at Swansea he was the governor mm. I watched him um Marshalling Swansea's defence at free kicks, he was basically like you know he, he was he was like, you there you you there you could hear him from the touchline. Yeah. I, I, he hasn't said he hasn't said a dicky bird when he's, since he's done yeah. up at Man City. Uh, Neither does the centre halves either. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is the decision making process that players have to have because I know everyone says that you know agents run the games and so on and so forth and clubs have such difficult times because you've got players and they're moving on. But the difficult thing that they have is that you can be the don in one club and you move somebody else and you're not going to be the don. And sometimes like you might get more money, you might double or triple your yeah, wages, yeah, yeah. but it actually might set your career back as you as, as, yeah. as you probably know and that, yeah. can, can I just say perhaps you know just to conclude this part there, it, and, and, and we'll use this you know it, footballers are human beings <laughs> yes shocker <laughs> I mean Martin will back that up yes just about I don't know what any perspective he's got on that at all there, but um, now I like the fact that Leeds United fans have taken it one step further we can all go and buy a bed sheet 
We can all get a few felt tip pens. <laughs> we can all spell the manager's name wrong and say we want him out. Can't we can all do that? But Leeds fans got a giant video screen and made their case with a, a beautiful array of graphics as well, I must say, Bill. It was a, it was it was an enchanting watch. <laughs> yeah, they've got they've got all sorts <laughs> they've, of have they? I mean, you know, they've taken it to another to the, to another level. They they have then they're not happy with um <laughs> with their owner. And uh, he, he is a bit of a he, he is a bit of an interesting and colourful character, can we say. And I'll just say that the interesting thing is that if you I mean if you're a player again, it's really interesting we had a couple of players that went to Leeds and our question was, you know, Leeds as big a team as they potentially can be because the fact is that you never know what's going to happen like six weeks at a time with yeah, Leeds United yeah. as, as a career you, you kind of don't know really know where you're going Steve Evans is a bit of a hate figure within the football community for various reasons he's a bit of a colourful character bizarrely lovely eyebrows I don't know if you've noticed <laughs> like a cat they are, they're enormous <laughs> the, the ladies would pay if Steve Evans runs out of a football career if he could somehow harvest his own eyebrows, regrow them and sell them on, <laughs> I'll tell you what, they are, they're quite gorgeous. Yes. I don't mind saying that out loud. That's right. I would also like to point out the rest of him isn't quite as gorgeous no, as his eyebrows. No, 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 he hasn't. But there you go. But anyway, he, that's, but, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a somewhat but, of an aside. But he is a proper character, and the fact is that he kind of looked like he was giving a little bit of impetus, giving a little bit of a vibe to Leeds United, just to give yeah. him a little bit of... But it seems to, that seems to have disappeared from now on. Well, if um, you lose 4-1 to Huddersfield at home, oh, you know, in the Yorkshire Derby, it sets your stall out and of I it, think, doesn't it? I think the latest rumour is that they're thinking of uh, Fabio Cannavaro right mm. which was <laughs> right the Italian like you know what I'm saying as being the Leeds manager he's thinking of going for the Italian national job but Leeds think that they can yank him away well, it's, 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 uh, uh, listen that's the classic either or story that one you know? <laughs> the, the balls are in the air on that one aren't they let's be honest you know. my, this is the part of that broader story again of, of like trying to make a living as a, as a player or probably anyone coach you know, at that level, is it? It it, it, bec- it becomes a very strange environment because you never quite know what you're signing for. You could be there for twenty minutes, and the whole thing that tide's going to change completely, isn't it? Yeah, it's the call. You get you get the call from the agent going, um, "Right, I've got a club that's coming for you." Right, who is it? Right, okay, they're in Yorkshire. Hear me out. Usually, usually that was never. Already, usually Leeds was the. That, that's the golden ticket. That was. Yeah, a, yeah, they'd exactly. be delighted with that. It's like going, yeah. you know, maybe Barnsley. Right, I've come in. They haven't got a lot of money for you, but I'd, I'd, I'd have loved to play for Barnsley. Uh, but you know, there's a team with Field in the surname. You know, that's that's all you yeah. need to know. It's like, well, that Leeds United, a fantastic club, but the, what's happened is. Is it's become an absolute lottery for you as yeah. a player and your career because um, essentially you'll go there you you don't know if the contracts well you, you assume the contracts will be honoured but um, you go in there and you don't know if you're going to play we can, can look you, out the turnover players can you see the outrageous. logic as a, perhaps as a manager as well you know coach manager yeah. and as a player we go God, if I get if I happen to be the bloke who goes in hmm. to Leeds and makes it happen and, and he's the one who makes and you can kid yourself in the theatre you, because suddenly it becomes it, suddenly it becomes romantic again, oh, doesn't yeah, it? Because yeah. Now it, it gets all Roy the Rovers, yeah. doesn't it? 
this, the, the emotion attached uh, to there should always be one step removed from the chairman being able to go in and make the comments that he's making and you know in the dressing yeah. room I, I imagine he storms in the dressing room after a defeat and you know I imagine he storms in uh, before during and after <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. imagine he storms there's storm. uh, storming this there's lots so, of storming going on yeah, I, yeah. I, and those are the things where it, it, Clubs I've been at, clubs of friends have been at, either kind of fan-owned clubs or chairman that have such a vested interest. You have to be one. The decision, decision maker has to be one step removed from that to be subjective enough to realise that you know um, a great victory doesn't make. Yeah. Uh, you know, a sw- one swallow doesn't make a summer. Let's. I mean, Brent, I know obviously it's, it's, it's you yeah. know painfully close to your heart, but Brentford have, have been a sort of. An abject version of this of the last 12, 18 months in which, the, in which we've seen the sort of like the, they've gone down the yellow brick road, then disappeared down a cold face. I mean, there's you know, what, what's <laughs> yeah. going on there? Yeah, I mean, again, won't go into it too much, but basically, what's happened is that we had a great season last season coming off the back of our Division One victory. Um, yeah. And then last, and then last, we obviously had the Warburton situation, which unfortunately, for various reasons, happened. You know that, that, that they had differences of opinion. Um, they decided to go a different way and decided to, <laughs> to no, no, to, to pick up a couple of people. Uh, they just, made just for the listeners' benefit. But Bill's doing air quotes like he <laughs> basically nearly took off. He yeah. was nearly two foot off the floor. So air quoting was yeah, he at that particular right. stage? There, and yes. uh, and 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 we made they made some mistakes. They made some mistakes. They picked up a manager from Holland, which wasn't quite right. Lovely bloke, absolutely lovely. I think the biggest mistake was he went out for a drink with us on his first day of work, and we took him out. <laughs> we got a bit smashed. And uh, <laughs> hold on, the meet and greet. They call me exactly meet the fans. <laughs> and, and, but of course, the next picture is him in the back of a police van. This obviously would be the would be the would the perfect moment, really, wouldn't it? Yeah. That's right. So he he was sacked eight, uh, eight weeks eight weeks later. So um, eight we we felt okay. we felt right. a little bit guilty. So about never that. meet the fans at Brentford. He's, he's the new role. Yeah, I, I can see how that works. So that, that one will. So work. it hasn't, hasn't gone particularly. It hasn't gone well for various reasons. So what's happened is we're actually planning for next season. Is the way. And, and, and you're happy with that? That's good. That's fine. Let's let's just project forward because the weekend's coming up now, um, and we're going to either be actually or pretend to be excited about the fact there's some the international friendlies. Um, England have given themselves at least a couple of you know, opponents to make it look interesting with Germany and, and and the Dutch, but I suppose the most important point of this stage is: Are we looking at the the, the assembling now? of what should be the England team because of course what's that with the, uh, Raheem Sterling's gone missing now he, so he's eight weeks now with a groin injury I think Rooney's still miles away uh, Wilshere's Wilshere's name's in the frame hasn't kicked the ball in anger mm. you've got Walcott and the Ox barely getting a game of football at the Arsenal and, and certainly if they are getting the game they're not being the match winners but Danny Welbeck coming back strong and and Drinkwell in the squad yeah as an outsider looking in, Martin. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, I think I owed that to you there. Is there, has Royalson got there a kind of squad which on paper, and, and by which I mean footballers that have been around for ages, but 
as I've just described, I've given you a list of the, a litany yeah. of injuries, etc., that goes with that, or a brave new world, dare I say, it, golden generation of players. Is, is he got? There's like it feels to me there's like a parallel lines running. Yeah, I, th- there. I think I think he's got a, a lovely, a lovely squad there. The, yeah. the fact that he's he's carved off. You saw it with Man United the weekend without Rooney, without the shackles of players that are burdened with expectation. Look at the the freedom the other players play with. It's just this, you know, it's like a training ground match for them. They were like, well, yeah. we're playing Man City. Who cares? Just a, a wide open attacking. Harry Kane at the moment just looks phenomenal. He's yeah. like, you know, he's spearheading an attack. Tottenham can win the league. He could be the spearhead, the top scorer, England top scorer, Premier League top scorer. England champion going into the Euros. When was the last time you had a striker like that? Alan Shearer? You know. Do, do you, I, I, I think perhaps for the first time ever, it feels like a kind of form horses over sort yeah. of reputation or, or track record. And, and it hasn't been that way for ages. There's, there's just, there is a, there's a, there's an 11 England could put yeah. out which would be just fellas who are absolutely flying. Yeah, but that's the thing. So you, they make they make it their own. So you, the Dutch have done it over the years. The Dutch have always had an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. But then they'll, cho- they'll choose carefully. They'll be like Ruud van Nistelrooy will, will get left out. Or there'll be someone that'll be left out. You go, how can you leave that guy at this team? Well, it doesn't fit with the, you know, it doesn't fit with the style of play and it doesn't fit with the form. And I, and you have to respect that because I, I don't know if Roy Hodgson is brave enough to do that. Well, so, that is, there, there lies the rub. Bill, I mean, you know, you'll be, you know, as well, you know, you are, you know, you're the car carrying, quite literally a car carrying England f- f- uh, follower. You've watched Roy Hodgson's teams. That Van Nistelrooy example is perfect because Van Nistelrooy for us is, is Rooney. And Rooney strikes me as being the very centre of any conversation we have about whether we're going to have a, a, a dynamic New England team or a let's cross our fingers and hope for the best with the fellas that we know. Version. I mean, indeed, it's interesting because, like I said, in Brazil, they were the fans were okay about the England team. Um, people weren't really expecting too much. When we kind of like, you know, they were, obviously after about one game, they were expecting even less. And it's got to the stage now that we're at this tournament now. And yes, great, we've had a great qualification yeah. and we've won all these matches. But <laughs> the expectations going into these Euros are, are the lowest. And I've, like I said, see, this is my 12th tournament. I've been to 12 tournaments. So right? this is good news then. This yeah. is low yeah. expectations. No, but it is, but, but it is great because the, the expectations are so low from everybody. They're turning up to matches. And they're just kind of going, kind of going or whatever, which I think is really good because what happens is that it puts a lot less pressure into these players. And I think for for Hodgson, to a certain extent, he can kind of do what he wants to if he's brave enough. Because the fact is that it's not like the old day we've got to play this at the event. I know that he said that oh, if Rooney's fit, I've got to play him. I know he said that. Oh, oh that, era, that is, is, put that on a gravestone you know, somewhere. But I'm just saying, Jesus. but it's but it's it's true. And I'm just we're at the situation where I know a lot of people, a lot of England fans who go to games. We you know they're, they're off to Germany this weekend. I can't go for family reasons, but you know, but I, I'm still there in spirit. But you're you're there, and you're sort of thinking to be quite you. If Rooney doesn't play, to be quite with you, I'm not fussed about it because at the end of the day, is that we have. To, we have to move on at some stage and it's where do you put the, 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 the fork in and actually say this is what we're going to do and we're going to put it down we're going to move on and if we make the mistakes we make the mistakes but at the end of the day it's not really about this Euros it's about Russia dare I say it you know even though ah but, that's a, but that goes back to the point Martin made we've got in, in, in Roy Hodgson 
you God bless him, a gentleman of a certain vintage, for whom, if he wants to stay on to Russia, is, do you? Ma- I, I, I'm going to guess that he thinks probably the conservative way of doing that, rather than the. But liberated way of doing it is the way it all goes. Well, of course, that is that, that that is the way which is you know which means that you know you've got a sort of Milner type scenario. But for me, the oh, I simply can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the situation with you know you've got Ali. You've Poor got- old Milner becomes the he becomes the single name that represents the entire <laughs> philosophy of football. Becomes an <laughs> adjective. He does, he does. Oh, he's Milnered it again. No, no, that's so Milner-esque. But I think that the, the, the ironic- Milnering out there today. I tell you. The ironic thing is that you've got Deli Ali, who, like I said, you played for MK Dons in Division Three oh, last season. This, here we go. The yeah. you talking? You, you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh. But, but I'm saying, but no, the he, star is born. All of a sudden, is that thing. Oh, right. There you go. You got Vardy, who was playing for some team in the backwater of somewhere beyond. He ain't picking. You know? him. He you ain't know? picking. Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Goal, he's, he's only got 99 goals in about 82 <laughs> but, games. But, but just but things like that. Him. You've got, you know, obviously you've got Barkley. You've got Drinkwater, who's come out, and there people are looking at him and being a defensive player as well, and of course you've got Harry Kane and you're sort of thinking listen if we're going to be moving forward over the next two four six years we need to be putting these people into place and just letting them do their I'm, thing I'm so, uh, we, we yep. just run it sorry Mark we just run it around the flag there we're now yep. we're, we're now we're now wearing it like a cape the the, the, <laughs> the cross of St George obviously you're standing quite politely in, in the corner there and thank you very much <laughs> for doing that uh, time is up just before we go though, I just need to correct a point because of course thousands of people have rung in about this yes um is that I referred, of course, to Steve Evans having beautiful eyebrows, mm. I-, I believe. Thank now, I-, I stand corrected, he got beautiful eyelashes. Uh, That's, like uh, a co-ed. I- I- <laughs> like, like a lovely, <laughs> lovely cow. Like right, a big then. carrot, long eyelashes, they, they, they fool you. Like a cow's head, or, <laughs> a, co-ed. Co-ed. or a co-ed. Co-head. Cow... Is that Paul McGregor used to call me like, oh, okay. Long oh Marty's claiming the lovely yeah. well second best to Steve Evans second what's best. important that on this particular broadcast of the whistleblowers <laughs> we end up discussing who has the most beautiful eyelashes because that's what football's all about it's gentlemen thank you very much indeed that was the whistleblowers it's a man's game <laughs> this is a playback media production served to you in association with why not think people Sports Social Podcast Network.